if you're a clubber, if you're a drinker, yeah. go on, do a Kentucky. If you want to waste 10 grand, go ahead. Yeah. I don't care. But I spent 10 grand in the whole eight months I traveled this year. It's the first week back for the new year and if you're anything like me, solo travel and traveling overseas is on my goal list, but for most of us, we don't even know where to start. And for those who have never traveled before, the thought of traveling can seem really daunting. That's why today's guest is going to answer all of your travel-related questions and inspire you to take those next steps to explore the world. If anyone has inspired me to travel, it's today's very special guest, Amy. Welcome to the podcast, Amy. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Thank you. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm such a big fan of your podcast so this is kind of I know. a bit surreal I'm like this is so weird the fact that you listen to it and like yeah. uh, you've literally inspired me I've we've connected over my podcast and yeah. I've been following your journey as well it's like yeah it's so good so lovely to actually meet you in person because yeah. I feel like I've known you for a long time just like connecting mm. over social media yeah that's the weird thing when you're on social media because you feel like you know someone and then you meet them in person and you're like this is so weird because we've never actually never met, actually but, met yeah yeah I love it. Before we get into the questions, you're familiar with my owning your shit segment. So what are you owning your shit for today? Yeah, so when you told me about this, I, because obviously I knew about it already when you, because I listened to your podcast, but I was thinking about it and I think for me, because obviously I've just come home from traveling for 18 months in the last few weeks. So it's been kind of a bit weird to navigate. And for me, the biggest thing about moving away was that I kind of found my authenticity if that makes sense and when I you know used to live at home and for years and years and years I was a massive people pleaser obviously everyone knows it's a massive massive thing (laughs) yeah you've talked about it heaps on your podcast and when I went traveling I was really good at you know coming up like coming up as my real self and like just really feeling comfortable Mm -hmm. and as I've come home no I've kind of just been more aware of it like I've kind of fallen back into those previous habits like Mm -hmm. there's certain people that I've reconnected with or I've seen family and I've just kind of gone back into that where the old conditioning yeah like if someone says something I disagree with I don't necessarily speak up because I'm like oh whatever it doesn't matter or I don't like fully accept how much I'm into certain things so I might just downplay how much I'm into travel or how how much I love making videos or just Mm. to kind of save myself from embarrassment do you know what I mean so I'm kind of like cool I don't care if it's uncomfortable and even if there's people who I used to see at home and I used to act a certain way because I was embarrassed or I was scared I'm like I don't care I'm gonna show up the same as I did when I traveled because I want to like maintain that what I found I don't want to lose it yeah you know what I mean I love that attitude and do you find because you post on social media do you find coming back you're almost in your head just like thinking about what people think yeah Yeah, I'm I'm trying not to be because I'm like every two seconds I'm like we literally live on a floating rock yeah I know I have to remind myself all the time I know we literally live on a floating rock and you you say all the time I'm like it literally doesn't matter but it's so hard sometimes to get out of your head Mm -hmm. and just be like no one cares and honestly the people who make comments about it or say stuff like they don't really matter mm. so I'm, I'm getting better but I just even like last week I just felt like I was so overwhelmed and I was like all this stuff was coming up and I was feeling really strange about seeing certain people and it's just I'm just trying to like not let it go but just be like it doesn't matter what they think sort of and just yeah just well, be okay big, let it go <laughs> big adjustment coming back 
yeah. home as well after you've travelled and had that independence and obviously yeah, like and now I'm at home. Working, <laughs> Mum's literally driven me here. Working, <laughs> shout out Sharon. Thanks, Sharon. <laughs> you've ha- yeah gone through this big adjustment. You've been finding yourself overseas and like coming yeah. home back into like the conditioning and the cycles that brings out old wounds. So I I totally yeah. relate to that. Yeah. So thank definitely. you for sharing that. No, of course. Um, our first question, well, I wanted you to give like almost like a short background and story. Oh, yeah, of yeah. People probably don't know who I am. They're like... Push, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself and okay. what pushed you to travel yes. to begin with. Yeah. No, me and mum were actually speaking about this in the car because two years ago today, I'd never been overseas. I'd never even traveled like further than like Tassie. Mm-hmm. I think we went when I was 16 or 17. But before that, I'd never even been... And I always wanted to. I think everyone wants to. Yeah. Most, most people want most to. Most people. Um, but they don't, they're kind of like, oh, wait till I have a partner or I wait till my friends want to go. It's just not the right time. Wait till I finish uni. Yeah. Or you've kind of got a job and you're stuck and I don't want to use all my annual leave. Yeah. But I was just finishing uni because I studied psych like mm-hmm. you. I actually um, you have, did a bachelor, I have a bachelor's yeah. degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, shout out Deacon. Um, but yeah, I, I was kind of at the end and I was like, shit, like this is, I have to like do something um <laughs> I have to use that degree yeah because like, I don't know pressure. I just never really like thought of that far ahead you know I think everyone kind of falls in that trap you go to uni and then you're like cool I'll deal with that later it's a Everything safety will work blanket out. Yeah, yeah it genuinely is because then you're like I'm being productive but also I have no idea what I'm doing because you're still studying yeah. at uni so it's fine uh but I really wanted to and I just didn't really see myself getting a job so I think there wasn't a specific thing that kind of made me do it. I think it was just like a combo. It just got mm. kind of all like built up. And then obviously we just had COVID, mm. of course. And like it made me realize how much I hate being stuck inside. Yeah. As much as I am a homebody, like only to an extent, like I love exploring and that sort of thing. So I was just, I don't even know. One day I just sat down and was like, cool, I'm moving overseas. And I paid for the flight in full, but I yeah. didn't tell anybody. Yeah. I, I booked it and I told my mum and she was, she was very angry. <laughs> She was very upset, but she came around and, um, yeah, I just spent the next six months like working my ass off. I worked two jobs. I work like 60 plus hours a week sometimes. And cause I didn't have uni at that point. So I didn't have any commitments. commitments. Yeah. So absolutely busted my ass. I moved in June last year and I haven't, haven't looked back really. You've only I, just come home. Yeah. yeah. I, I was gone 18 months. I wanted to stay longer and I, I am going again, probably soonish. I don't know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, it was time to see my mum. It's time, got, it's time to see my family. Time to come home and <laughs> yeah. see everyone. Yeah, even for a short period. And it was it was really hard being away from home for Christmas last year, I found. Mm-hmm. So I was I was happy to to come home. I yeah. was like, it's it's time to visit home. How much roughly did you have saved before you So I went? For, for travel specifically or yeah. just in general? Because well, did you have any plans like when you booked the flight? Yeah, like so I had gonna- so I ha- I've got a UK working visa. So I've, yeah. I've asked, you've asked for a rundown. I haven't yeah. even given you a specific. <laughs> so I basically, I, I had a UK working visa. So I, I went over with a job. So yeah. I worked at a, a summer camp mm-hmm. in the south of England. So What was that like? It was freaking awesome. I really so want to do one in America. Yeah, because yeah. America, because it was really weird. Because it's, it's, I think the UK is kind of similar to the camps like in Australia. It's not so where like, you know how in America, like they stay in the rooms with them yeah. and they, it's just very like involved. I think yeah. it was um, in the UK, it was similar to what it'd be like here, like a little bit, okay. you know, separate, yeah. separate from the kids. Like you're still working with them, but not necessarily sleeping in the same room and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I loved that. So I worked there for five months mm-hmm. and then I backpacked for two with my cousin, mm-hmm. um, worked there again at the start of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went for a management position at mm-hmm. the job because I, I loved it so much. 
and um, God bless, I didn't get the job, uh, thank God. I mm. was devastated at the time and I actually dated a British man and I broke up with him at that time as well. Oh so it was very, it was a very traumatic time. At the time oh I was like, not, I was not here and I was like, this sucks. Yeah. But the best decision ever was quitting my job mm-hmm. and then I spent the rest of this year just, just traveling, like solely traveling. And even though I traveled last year, I think this full year, like the eight months of travel in a row was like the full, like the first time I'd ever really experience the whole thing if that Mm -hmm. makes sense because last year I was I was obviously I moved overseas solo Mm -hmm. but I my cousin flew over because she's having a bit of a midlife crisis bless her as we do Um, yeah (laughs) she flew over to Europe and we did it together and Mm -hmm. then my sister and my cousin came to London for Christmas so I as much as I you know did go alone and I had to start a new job alone and I was in a whole new country and I did do most things alone I traveled with her for the bulk of it Mm -hmm. so this year was the first time I was fully like crap like I'm alone if that makes sense yeah um, it kind of, especially when things start going wrong that's when you realize you're alone like obviously when you break up with a boyfriend you know your mum's right there you go to your mum's you go to your sisters you see your friends like I had no one or not like not even getting like the position that you wanted like oh my that's god I was devastated lot. yeah, yeah. and I, literally I look back and I think thank god I didn't get that job because mm-hmm. I would have been miserable now but at the time it's still difficult to deal with those emotions so I was yeah. really just it's definitely when things go wrong that's when you want that's when you want your family that happens to everyone though like we think in the moment that that's what we well we do want that in the moment yeah. and then the universe has something better for us and that you look is, back and yeah. you think oh my god imagine if i had got that job i wouldn't yes. be where i am now yeah literally yeah. and that's i think that's my biggest learning of this year is just accepting what's happened and being like just being grateful obviously it's not meant to meant to happen if it doesn't do you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah um but in terms of the money question cuz that's yeah. what you asked me um i had I had enough saved for a house deposit yep. and I chose to not, I was, I was looking at buying like an investment property before I left, but I chose not to, yep. but I had roughly like 25 grand yep. for travel, just for travel. Yeah. And I still have some of that left, but I also earned money in the UK. Yeah. When so you were doing I, the camp. Yeah, yeah. So when I was at the camp, it wasn't a high wage, but because you live at the camp mm-hmm. and you also pay for food. So you have three meals a day. Yeah. It, it's really low living costs and you don't have a commute. So you don't have transport or anything. So I did spend some money, but because the wage was low and also the living costs were low, I still saved like roughly the same amount. So pretty much my first two month backpacking trip in Europe, because Europe is freaking expensive, um, that was covered pretty much by like that that money I earned in the UK at the start yeah and then obviously when you take into consideration moving abroad you also need to pay for visas flights insurance all that was also like that was part of the 25 grand so that's five grand gone nearly already because a UK visa is really expensive two and a half grand see I didn't even think of that I've got a friend she wants to live in the UK and I know her plan like she's still tossing on whether or not yeah. she'll do it and her plan is to just book the flights and deal with it but even you just saying no. <laughs> Amy's laughing like just the I visa mean, in itself I didn't need it like I still have lots of money left over but I planned that because I sold my car too yeah. so obviously I earned 10 grand straight away from my car that was in my savings and I didn't want to come home with nothing mm-hmm. so because I was like when I come home like well assuming I want to come home mm-hmm. I'm gonna need a car I'm gonna need like I don't know rent if I want to live out of home I'm gonna need all this stuff so um controversial to other people maybe they go to Europe come back and have nothing I didn't want to do that so that's why instead of just booking the flight initially I waited six months and saved like 10 grand in six months and I was like cool that 
that's my next year basically. Yeah. Um, but that's the difference with what I did and what other people do. Like a lot of people will go, I'm going to do Euro summer. I'm going to go for three months. They'll spend 20 grand and bam, that's done. That's me at the moment. I'm yeah. like, have the mindset of that's what I want to do but honestly I haven't researched it properly at all no I was saying Amy this episode is perfect for me because the past two years I've had two trips kind of planned like the trip last year we had put deposits down for things and then one girl pulled out and then me and another friend were kind of like oh let's just go next year so we can save more I was supposed to be going with a friend um again next year but she's just let me know like her commitments like she's just not going to be able to do it and I've made the promise to myself that you can't control other people you want to travel whether that's Europe the typical way or not I feel like it won't be after today's conversation (laughs) I feel like yeah I'm definitely the right person to speak to (laughs) I need to go and do it I need to go and do solo travel I can't rely on anyone else because if I keep relying on people to travel with I'm never gonna go because life is just gonna constantly come come up. up Um, but I had a question just quickly for anyone who doesn't know what is a visa and what does it actually get you? Yeah, sure. Um, I forget that's not common knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Um, so a visa is for like the working rights Mm -hmm. of a, you can, it depends on the country. Like obviously for the UK, because we're Australians, we can go, uh, on like as a tourist for free we don't need to worry about visas yeah and there's other countries like thailand vietnam like a lot of asian countries where you need actually a tourist visa okay um but in terms of the visa i got it was a working holiday visa so it's offered for certain countries australia and new zealand obviously included Mm -hmm. and it's for people between the ages of 18 and 35 and they basically get offered the right to work for two years. You have to pay money, of course, and apply. Yep. And that was, and what, then, two grand, you said? It was two and a half grand. Two and a half grand, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's different for people from the UK moving to Australia. They mm-hmm. don't have to pay that much. Theirs mm-hmm. is about 600, 700 Australian. Yeah. But uh, for some reason, uh, for Australians moving to the UK, you have to pay for the NHS, which is their healthcare system. So okay. like our Medicare, basically. Yeah. So I, the actual visa was only like, 400 500 bucks mm-hmm. but the rest of the money is for the health stipend so i basically am paying for my health care while i'm there we're so lucky aren't we in australia like that's something i take for granted <laughs> it's and and the thing is i've never i've never once used it yeah but obviously obviously it's great because if i ever needed something i would be able to go to the doctors and i'd still be covered like a normal mm-hmm. citizen but it's just a requirement for the uk specifically not every country is the same if you go to canada the visa is so much cheaper yeah if you do yeah obviously new zealand would be way cheaper especially for australians but uh you it's it's very different depending what country you go to uh for australians like the uk working visa is really common like mm-hmm. you'll you would know lots of people that have gone to london for a year or whatever and you can look into getting more permanent more permanent visas but mm-hmm. um yeah i think and two years for me i was like that's a good time you only need a visa if you're planning on working, working and living yeah. there right so if so you want to volunteer you don't need a visa yeah or just like nah. travel go and do like a euro summer yeah for euro a few summer months, there's other don't. rules yep. there's the schengen area there's a whole whole lot of weird things you have to take into account but in terms of working you need specific visas. Yeah. Yeah. But the UK, we're pretty lucky. Like if you apply, you're pretty much guaranteed unless you're a serial killer, but <laughs> like you're pretty guaranteed of getting it. Yeah. As long as you've got the requirements are your age. So you need to have like obviously between the ages of 18 and 35. Um, and then you also need to not have any dependents. So you can't have kids. Okay. And yeah. yeah. And then you need to have a certain amount of money in your bank. So I think for them in pounds, it's like 2,500 pounds or something. So it's like roughly $5,000 savings to prove that you're not coming over broke fuck yeah 
Yeah, so you can't just, you won't get accepted unless you have a certain amount of money in the bank. It's the same for people coming from the UK going to Australia. They have to have five grand in their bank or they won't get accepted. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, I think it's just because we're Western countries. We don't want people to come in if they don't have any money, I guess. I don't don't know. Well, it's like, it is fair enough, but like I just, yeah, I didn't know that. I feel like yeah, the people that want to do that that I know also don't know that (laughs) unless they they do. So yeah, you need to have, you need to have, to have the money them. behind you. Yeah, yeah. So so not in, not including all that money you need for flights and you need for insurance and and all the other stuff that's just fluff on the side. Like yeah, you need that extra savings as well. What are some of your other tips for navigating traveling and solo traveling and getting past that first initial thing of it being so intimidating? I feel like this is this is a strange question because obviously when I left, like I, it's not like I wasn't scared either. Mm. Like. I was just scared, of course, but I made a commitment to myself and I was like, that's it, I'm going, I don't care. Like, I was like, anything can happen at this point, I'll break my leg, I'll still go to this country. But, like, the honest truth is, like, you don't get over it. Like, you're going to be scared. Yeah. uh, This is going to sound really harsh, but you just need to get over it. Yeah. Like, literally anything, if it's good for you, to an extent, obviously, if you're actually scared, that's completely different if you've got anxiety, but, but... in terms of if you want to grow and if you want to push out your comfort zone, it's going to be uncomfortable as shit mm. and it's going to scare the hell out of you and you're going to be like questioning yourself the whole time. Is this the right decision? Is this the right decision? Do you think on that flight I was like, shit, what the fuck <laughs> have I done here? I've just left you all my family. And I, as soon as I got to London, I was like, this is – I've made the right decision. Mm. I knew immediately. Like I was bawling my eyes out at the airport, obviously. Like you, you're going to be scared but you just kind of have to go. Mm-hmm. There's things you can do to make solo travel more attainable. Like mm-hmm. obviously you can start by like doing weekend trips alone, doing trips by yourself, like in your hometown, yeah. you know, take yourself out for coffee, just, just stuff like that. But to an extent, there's nothing that you can really do to prepare yourself. You just have to do it. Yeah. It's anything. Like if you, if you were like, okay, I need to do all this stuff before I start this podcast, you'd never start it. Yes. You'd you're never right. start it. You just yeah. need to like genuinely jump straight in. It's like and learning how to swim. You just you jump go. straight in and you literally have to learn as you go. Yeah. And I literally am obsessed with solo travel now. But at the start, if you asked me if I want to travel in, I'd be like, not really. Like, I'm hoping I meet someone. Yeah. Like, that was kind of – in my head, I was like, I'll meet someone. We'll travel together. They'll be fine. That's my mindset at the <laughs> yeah. moment. I'm like, okay, if I go overseas, I'll just try and make friends. Yeah. But yeah. even then, I'm always in my head. I feel like I struggle to make friends. So I'm even in my head now. No saying lily you're not going to be able to make friends and but the reason you struggle to make friends is because you're in the same spot you've always been exactly and i'm literally in my head like that's the only thing that's limiting me yeah and yeah your ticket to the life that you want is stepping out of your comfort zone yeah 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 i i think that's probably a very vague tip and it's like oh that's not helpful at all but it's but, true but it, but like genuinely like you think i had it all together when i left absolutely fucking not i had mm. no idea what was going on i was i think the one thing that can really help those researching because mm. i i love research I'm, I'm a massive planner that's just me i know a lot of travelers aren't like that yeah but i like to know where i'm going i like to know what to do so i would just like get myself excited like search things up i, I had all this stuff written down about london and yeah. it makes you feel more comfortable when you get there because you're like cool i know know how the, the transport works because I've mm-hmm. done a little bit you know I've looked what's some YouTube I've I've chatted to people who've been there yeah. and then you don't feel as overwhelmed because you get there and you're like shit how do I use the tube how do I do this how do I do that where's where do I go yeah but if you've already kind of had a look into it especially when you're first starting it makes it a little bit less daunting mm-hmm. and yeah that's that's yeah. probably one thing that can really help I find it helps me is there any specific apps that you would recommend? Because I know sometimes there's like certain travel apps for like transport. 
Well, true, um, yeah. I mean, there's like so many la- apps. Oh my god, there's so many apps. Language but it depends what for. Yeah, translator. I think apps. if you're if you're worried specifically about solo travel and you're like really nervous to go alone, mm-hmm. you can get apps like Trip BFF. That's really good. And going solo, mm-hmm. there. I've used both of those before, and I've had pretty good success. I mean, like I haven't used it too much, so I can't tell you. But yeah. it's kind of like Bumble BFF in that way, okay. but it's for travel. So it's like, well, I suppose Tinder and whatnot. But yeah, but for it's travel. for travel buddies, and it will show you like people's travel plans and it will show you the like the solo travelers who are in that area and you can like connect with other people who are there Mm -hmm. so it's kind of just like hostels really but on an app that's how i like to look at it i i I personally don't use it too much because i'm usually fine i've I've got to a point now where i'm comfortable Mm -hmm. but i understand why it's so good because i know a lot of people that yeah like don't want to be alone which is absolutely fair like i i understand where people come from but those apps can be really good for that and then in terms of transport and stuff, it, it depends where you are. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's probably like a whole nother question because that's that would depend on the continent as well, like Europe and Asia. Because, I mean, I've only been to um, to Thailand, but I know like the apps I use in Thailand are so different to like what I was using in Europe. I was like, this is so different, the way everything's organized and even yeah. the, the vibe. Yeah. So different. Um, but apps I would recommend is Hostel World. That's like a universal app. And if you've traveled before, you'd probably know about it. But yep. it's just, um, yeah, the best app to book hostels. And it gives you like, I love it because it gives you little stats. Yeah. So it will say like how many countries you've been to, how many properties uh, you stayed in. And then you make like a little profile. Is and that the can- thing on TikTok? I've seen like people put up like how many countries they've been to and it'll like flag the spots yeah, on yeah. the map. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe. maybe I don't know <laughs> I don't want to say yes just in case I'm wrong but um but yeah that's really good because then you can make a little profile too and you can actually message people on the hostel world okay. so you can message someone who's staying at the same hostel as you or there's a little group chat for the hostel so you could message in the hostel group chat mm-hmm. me and my cousin used to do this last year every time she because I always used to book the hostels for the two of us so she'd be like message in the chat and I was like I don't want to it's embarrassing and she'd be like no message message and then we message and be like does anyone want to get a drink or is anyone doing this and ever like people respond all the time and it's mm-hmm. great and it's kind of like luck of the draw like obviously you don't know whether you're going to get on with that person but at least it gives you that first step and you yeah. can kind of connect with different people that yeah, maybe you're also a little bit shy in the hostel and they don't want to go to the common area or something like that. Yeah. So that's a really, really good app. I literally love that app. It's Have great. you had any negative experiences with hostels? Because I personally would <laughs> stay in them. Yeah. But everyone that I've spoken to, like friends, uh, Letitia was open to them. Okay. But I feel like friends, I've got two girlfriends that are just went to Europe, I okay. think July, and they did the whole Airbnb thing and stayed okay. in hotels and stuff. I that's think that's actually more affordable now. Really? Yeah. If uh, you're going in a group, that's yeah. what I was about to ask you. Like, is that a cheaper alternative? Oh my god, it is. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. if I was traveling so with people, absolutely. staying in Airbnb is so cheaper. Different. Yeah. Did you guys um, hear that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If I was traveling a group, I would recommend going Airbnbs. It's actually actually messed up how what? expensive the hostels are now. Really? You're looking at forty euros minimum. Which is about eighty to like eighty seventy to eighty just for a night Australian and for one night's accommodation in a okay. twelve bed dorm in a shit hostel. <laughs> like, does that include like food or anything nope. most of the time? Nope. Right, okay. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> right, is expensive, um, isn't it? Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about some budget stuff yeah. a bit later on. But in terms of hostels in Europe specifically, it's just. Yeah, it's it's pretty shit now. I'm not gonna lie. So that's that's why Europe and Asia are so different because you really oh, you really do need to book in advance in Europe if you want a good deal. Yeah. But in Asia, you can like book the next day and get a twenty dollar hostel, and okay. it'll be it'll be the best hostel in that in that town. Yeah. But yeah, I think I have had some really crappy experiences. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I'm kind of glad I had them. It's, it's all kind of just for the plot. It's That's what I say. Like building. Like, and you kind of learn as you go, like what's a good hostel and what's not. And yeah. as you go and you travel longer, people recommend you hostels and everything. Oh, so you kind okay. of get a gist of where to go. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah some, of, some of the experiences, <laughs> I, it's more to do with the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you meet some freaking weird people. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Like, so, I bet you do. <laughs> so in the summer, it's okay because there's lots of backpackers. But yep. me and my cousin, we actually backpack in winter, which is okay. very contradictory. Not a lot of people do that. So we did November, December, which is yeah, end of end of autumn started um, like winter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we had some we had a guy from Bangladesh. He proposed to me. He was, yeah, he was sorry? prominent, prominent, yeah, prominent. Please tell we us like, about this story. Oh my God. It was, it was so, he, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask me you. Me and my cousin still joke about it. It's have so any funny. wild stories? Well, oh my God, God, I have so many. I have one, so please. many. It's ridiculous. But this guy, no, cause we were having some real bad luck mm-hmm. in Europe. We were just meeting weird person after weird person. And we were like, what if we like, and we were staying in pretty good hostels. I think it's just the time of year. Mm-hmm. It'd be like traveling Australia in like, june or something when it's like or august when it's really cold and rainy and going to melbourne mm. like there's going to be some weirdos at the hostel surely just like weird gestures from them so or? it's hard to explain like i think it's just i don't even know but this guy from bangladesh <laughs> right like we came in and he was basically fully nude oh, um in this like... hostel room and we were like oh god and he was like i'm looking for a wife um i can't, I can't do accent <laughs> i can't i don't know but he's 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 trying to he's, he's trying to get me and then i obviously declined it, well He's basically nude. He's got like a little cover over his like gentle area. And yeah. then he's like trying to get my cousin as well. He's like, I'll give you car. I'll give you house. Um, and we, we were we were quite uncomfortable. So we ended up, we made some other friends. So we stayed down in the common area for like the whole night. Mm-hmm. And in it was just funny because the middle of that night, he was on the phone to someone at like 4am and it was his wife. And I was like, <laughs> you've ditched Jean. me already. <laughs> <laughs> you ditched me already. Yeah, I was like, come on, I thought we were getting married. Um, this close to going to Bangladesh. But yeah, but oh God, some, some weird things happen. Um, I don't know where we were going on with that winter. I was talking about something before that, but. Yeah, ho- just hostels. Oh, hostels in general. Yeah, yeah so Is I think. That, I'm saying it wrong, wrong, aren't I? What Host- do you mean? Hostels. I don't think there's a correct. Oh, there's not? Okay. Some people say hostels. Hostels. Some say hostel. Hostels. I, I say hostel. Okay. I, I, but then I overthink you. it when someone says. Mm, yeah, I'm like, me. I don't even know if I'm saying it right now. You'll be saying it right. Yeah. But my <laughs> sister says it's different to me and I always make fun okay. of her usually. So I think she says, see, now I don't know what she says. I'm, I'm questioning. But but yeah, I think. Um, Sorry, I, I keep kicking. No, me. no, it's all good. I, we're doing the same leg. I'll, I'll cross over. <laughs> um, yeah. But in terms of hostels, I think now, unless you're solo, if you're in a group, it's actually cheaper to get an Airbnb because you split it between the three of you or four of you or two of you or whatever. Yeah. So I did that a few times with just like people I met, mm-hmm. which is really good as well. But yeah, it's just the price is crap, honestly, in Europe. You have to pre-book in advance unless you're going through the Balkans, which is Eastern Europe. So mm-hmm. Albania, um, even Croatia is expensive now, to be fair. But mm-hmm. like Romania, um what else is down there north macedonia bulgaria they're a little bit more affordable and same Mm -hmm. as portugal and spain but if you're in western europe you need to pre-book shit because you'll be paying premium prices like you meet people like i'd meet people who would come in they'd get there and they had nothing booked and i was like (gasps) and you're in italy and you haven't got anything booked and it's end of july which is peak time yeah and they i was like have you looked at hostel prices you're looking at 80 euros because the prices go up even more. So I think the max I ever paid, because I ended up changing my plans this summer mm-hmm. and I ended up doing an extra few destinations and I paid, 
I think it was 75 euros for a hostel and it did hurt me a little bit. I was like, that really hurts. But That's I really, a lot I, of but, money. But I was like willing because it was only for a few days, so it was all right because I was at the end of my trip at that point where I was kind of moving from place to place. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't know how people can afford it so quick. Like no wonder people run out of money so quick. Yeah. Because they're like, crap, I am just wanting to go with the flow and da, 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 da. You can't do that. No. In Asia, absolutely. South America, yeah. I mean, I've never been to South America, but I've heard it's similar vibe. vibes. Yeah, you, you can't do that in Europe. No. Okay. No. That's. I need to remember that. Yeah. Plan. You can't just wing it in Europe. Yeah. You need to. And a really lot of people will be out. doing the same route anyway. Yeah. Because a lot of people do the same sort of like direction, and you'll meet people that are going to the same place. Like it's not. It's not too much of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but also on Hostel World as well, you when you book it, you can cancel up to forty eight hours before for free. For free. Yeah. So if you were to like be like shit, I really like don't need that hostel anymore you can cancel it like there are ways to get around it but if you don't have anything booked it just stabs yourself in the foot like you end up having to fork out double the money triple the money sometimes yeah for for crappy hostels like yeah it's not worth it i think i remember you put up like a video on the topic of hostels or just like girls traveling in general and Mm. just i feel like there's a lot of stigma and probably a lot of fear because like yes i understand that women obviously need to be more cautious and stuff but I think you said something along the lines of don't let that stop you like yes it can be scary and yes you're going to be put in scary situations but also at the end of the day it doesn't really matter where you are in the world like anything could happen to anyone literally no I always say that because I think it's like a massive thing for family too like Mm. when girls go overseas they're like you know your grandparents or your uncles and that might be like nah it's not safe yeah but like I literally had that comment said to me yeah like am I safe in the streets of Melbourne at 3am probably not (laughs) probably not no like I I will argue that like I'm no I'm not safe as a woman anywhere yeah so why should that matter what place I'm at I think being a solo traveler in general yes it can be unsafe I do understand that but being a woman has nothing to do with it mate Mm. we have to deal with stuff every day that has nothing to do with traveling yeah that's just like men say that comment being like don't go overseas you know these things are gonna happen those things happen to us every day Mm. so why does that have to do with with traveling yeah do you get what I mean yeah like I've, I've always thought that I've never once been like oh shit um, I need to worry about this because I worry about that stuff anyway. Yeah. It wouldn't matter whether I was home or not at home. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't walk around at night in Melbourne at 2 a.m. Like no. that's just that's just stupid. It's like common sense. Yeah, common yeah. sense. It's common sense stuff that kind of you grow up learning anyway mm-hmm. or I think anyway. Yeah. So. Would you recommend a Kentucky to anyone? Well, for yes. first time. Yes. First okay. So I actually was talking to my two best friends about this yeah. um, this question because I was telling them I was going on this podcast. Yeah. And they both did a Kentucky literally last month. <laughs> yeah. So we went to Greece together. We did a week in Greece that I I planned and we all kind of planned together. Mm-hmm. And then they went off and did a twenty eight day Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I we obviously had we had and like a little, two, little two of them the two, two of them, of them. Yeah, yeah. So they yes yeah, so they did it together and then I think it was. 40 plus people on this tour like it was mm-hmm. ma- cuz Kentucky's a massive. Yeah. And I always said to them I said don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. That's just my opinion. Yep. I said I'm not saying you're wrong and Have we kind of had one? like not like a debate but we were just kind of like chatting about it. and she's like no like da 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 and I I would never recommend it. Have you done one? I, no. no. And this is why this is why it's controversial because I've yeah. never done it. Yeah. But um it's not that I wouldn't recommend a group trip. I just mm-hmm. wouldn't recommend Kentucky mm-hmm. because if you're a first time traveler it's going to put you off because it's this is this is a bit controversial but it's just because it's it's so (laughs) massive that you're looking at 50 people on this tour right you're not even going to know everyone Mm -hmm. you're going to be 
moving every second day or every day sometimes they went to like so many destinations one day they're in Copenhagen next day they're in Berlin I'm like like every two days they're moving not even two days yeah so it's really hard on your body which you don't even realize as well and the drinking culture is massive that's the massive thing and I'm not saying if you're a clubber if you're a drinker yeah go on do a contiki if you want to waste 10 grand go ahead (laughs) I don't care but I spent 10 grand in the whole eight months I traveled this year wow so why would you like I just don't I just don't understand the conception of like cool I'm gonna spend 10 grand and go around Europe not really experience things properly because we have to be rushing uh drinking every night so you're hung over the next day anyway so you're not gonna see anything um and my my friends didn't drink too much anyway so like they yeah they they stuck to their own and they didn't drink every night but still they were like fuck we were under the pump yeah and you know Yes, you make friends, cool, but you can go stay in a hostel and make friends. Like, I just, I don't think Kentucky is the vibe. Mm-hmm. If you only have limited time, you really want to party, get it out of your system, you want to meet people, like, go ahead. I'm not saying don't do it, mm-hmm. but I would never recommend it because it puts you off, Yeah, I think. There's companies like Plot Packers, there's Intrepid, there's... Trover trip. There's literally so many others mm-hmm. where it's a small group mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a, a lot more like thought out itinerary where you're not moving around every second day. Yeah. And you're actually doing things that are meaningful and you're connecting with the culture. And it's not just cool, drink, drink, drink. It's not drinking culture. And and I'm not saying like Europe, there is a big drinking culture. And if mm-hmm. you want to do that, go ahead. I'm just saying if you're going to fork out that money, at least do it with a good company where you're with like 15 to 20 people. You really get to know them mm-hmm. and you have a host that like initiates a social aspect. And I know so many creators and I want to get into it actually mm-hmm. um, that just host like group trips to like they do all over Asia. You should. Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at doing it, but um yeah anyway down the track we'll we'll see how I go but uh even there's this girl who I connected with over social media her name's Izzy Mm -hmm. um bound to her backpack is her social media if you want to look her up but she runs group trips to like Bali uh Thailand like all these places and it's it's actually more affordable and it's usually a shorter itinerary so you can do like just say like a 10 days or a 12 days and it's not so overwhelming because if you've never traveled before it's kind of like so overstimulating like I don't know I think because I went straight to a job it was okay for me but if I just went traveling straight away my brain would have been like oh my god what is going on like so many new things yeah um yeah but that's kind of my thoughts on Kentucky and it's so like people like you can't say that because you've never done it but I'm like I know so many people have done it and I know the prices and I know what they're like so yeah no but you're right because I feel like I've spoken to people who have done Kentikis and who haven't mm. and have said like they wouldn't, if they were to do things again, they wouldn't do the Kentiki again. No, but they don't regret and it. No, just, exactly. And yeah. that's my thing. I obviously haven't researched it enough. I also looked into Boss About, but the only thing is they don't, they're not doing it anymore because of okay. COVID apparently. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. Shut down a lot of those travel things. Yeah. I, the drinking culture is what gets me. Just mm. the thought of, like I'll happily go out clubbing. Yeah, like, of course. Maybe like, once a week or whatever, but yeah. not every night. Oh God, I don't yeah. want to be hung over nah. every day. Like the go, 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 being in a different place every day, that's kind of what has put me off. Yeah. And yeah. 
Two mm. years ago, I would have been like, yeah. Yeah, and like that's fine. Go. If you want to do it, like, like go. Mm. Yeah, and there's a lot of younger people on it. I think once you kind of hit 23, 24, I don't know about you, but like you mm. kind of get out of that phase. You're yeah. like, I mean, some people might be still into it. If you go ahead, like that's fine. Yeah. Um, but if you if you want to do what I do and mm-hmm. travel for a longer time and really like extend those travels, if you're blowing all that money on a on a month long Kentucky, like that's just not really it's not really helpful for you. No. Yeah, unless yeah. you unless you're a millionaire, like go ahead, like I'd and be doing Kentucky. I feel like everyone will agree that they want to travel for longer. Yeah, I mean it's a dream, places. isn't it? Yeah. I mean I know people that don't want to travel as much as I do, which mm. is fair enough. I'm a bit crazy, but <laughs> but like most people, it's their dream. They have you know they want to go here, they want to go there, they want to go to Thailand, they want to go to Italy. Yeah, and like I'm sorry, but you can't experience a country in two days. Yes, that's, yeah. that's not. You can't be like, cool. I've been to Paris. I've been to France. That that's not how that. And works. you've been there for one day. That's not how that. Hungover on a bus. Like I still am. Like, do I even count France on my trip? Because I've only been to three places, and they will. It was like a week long. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm being like, not legitimate because I didn't. I wasn't even there for that long. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And there's these people that do Kentikis and you do the capitals of every country and you're like, cool, I've been to 10 countries now. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the same. It's like going to Melbourne and saying you've experienced Australia. Like Melbourne is oh, so God, different than like Brizzy or like Bondi or like rural Victoria, like so different. So Tasmania, different. Perth, yeah. yeah. Oh my Darwin. God. Like, I mean, Australia yeah. is massive. That's probably a bad example, but. <laughs> but still like yeah. the whole point of that, I totally get yeah. it. Wow, I so think different. you've just turned me off Kentikis. <laughs> I, was, I was on the fence, but I totally now you're just everything like off the that fence you've completely. just said. You just jumped off the fence. Especially like I live out of home because um, when you said you had a certain amount of money saved, mm. I think I had only had 10 grand saved. But that's still, that's still fine for a yeah, short period. But that was before I moved to Melbourne because yep. I wanted to keep working and save more money, obviously. Yeah, and then I made the decision to move to Melbourne and moving and getting a dog and all of that mm-hmm. just like wiped that <laughs> that's clean <gone. laughs> those savings don't exist i have savings but yeah, like, of course of course yeah i would rather invest that money into yeah more travel and staying there for a longer period of time rather than doing a four-week Kentucky yeah. and blowing yes. 20 grand oh my god no <laughs> and you want to come back to your house yes in Melbourne. exactly you don't want to come back thing. and be like crap i have no house now yeah yeah no absolutely What are some of your do's and don'ts for traveling overseas in general? This is a difficult question because it's like, it's all dependent on the country you go to. Yeah. I think in general, it's like, I always say this because I know you wanted to talk about travel insurance too. Yeah, we had if a question. If you can't afford travel insurance, you can't afford to travel. I'm so sorry. That's mm-hmm. the harsh truth because no way if I'm like breaking my leg in another country, I'm forking out 50 grand. Like I don't have 50 grand lying around. Yeah. So the way I look at it as well is if you got a car, you wouldn't not insure it. Mm-hmm. Like that's just silly. You don't do that. So mm-hmm. it's the same with travel. Like your life is very important. So you should always have travel insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like number one thing. Um, in terms of that, like, I don't know if there is like do's and don'ts technically. It depends. It depends on the country. It is a bit of a silly question, like, but it's like, not, it's, it's not silly. General, it's just a, it's a broad like, question. Tell me what I need to know. <laughs> I know. And people, and this is the thing that like, people want, they want like a guide and they want a specific answer. Like there is no answer. That's They want to be able to control it going yeah. into it and knowing everything. But oh my I think God. like you said about solo traveling, you, can't. you just got to put yourself into those situations and yeah. be uncomfortable and you just figure it out day by day. Yeah. And I think, I think a big one is it's all about like mindset. I mm-hmm. think if you're open and you're willing to like change, 
then that's a good way to go into it because mm-hmm. you have to be really flexible when you travel because things change all the time things go wrong and you have to just kind of go with it because mm-hmm. if you if you push against it that's when it gets really stressful but if you yeah. just just go with it like you just think always like my mum has always told me this what's the worst thing that can happen yeah like what is the worst thing that can happen you fork out whatever for a hotel room so you're safe like that's it like I think we are all especially in Australia like most of us are so privileged mm. and we don't realize how privileged we are and traveling really opens your eyes to how lucky we are that we even get the option to travel overseas so you just need to like just take it on just if it goes wrong like you know if something's delayed if you miss your train if you've lost something like just go with it it's okay it's not the end of the world yeah like you're gonna be all right control the controllables yeah control the controllable you've got insurance well assuming you've listened to me you've got insurance (laughs) (laughs) um and I don't really have a I don't have a specific brand I use for insurance just because again depends where you're going Mm -hmm. like I think when I first left I brought a year's worth of insurance was actually a lot a lot of people don't do that long travel and it was with Bendigo Bank like uh, because I'm with Bendigo Bank and they were just like oh we offer travel insurance if you want it and I think it was less than a grand and it just covered me for like medical if I lost my luggage and like delays and everything yeah so it's everything you need like that's all you need really as long as you're covered medically you're fine Mm -hmm. like everything else and also this is massive one this is not really related but do not bring stuff that you care about Oh my God. I was about to ask you, would you recommend a backpack or a suitcase? <laughs> oh, I'm a backpack girly all the way, but don't bring anything that you are not okay with losing. Like don't bring anything sentimental, mm-hmm. nothing that you're like, oh my God, this is my really, this is my favorite shirt. Do not bring it. Mm-hmm. Unless you're okay with it getting holes in it. It's going to get stretched. It's going to get like tossed around. Like, cause some of the, the washing machines, I'm telling you right now, they are crazy, but also people can steal stuff Mm. you can lose it It, like literally anything can happen so just don't take anything that you don't care about uh, that you do care about sorry um and then yeah I'm always I'm always backpack yeah I I, minimally minimally yeah I mean I think I was saying this I actually posted a video on my TikTok um about how when I came home, I thought that I would want all my things. And you just and wore was, the same stuff that you were. Yeah, and I was really I excited <laughs> to look at all my clothes. And I was like, oh, I've got all my new shoes. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's been nice not having to stress, okay, do I have enough underwear to last me the week? But I just have been wearing the same clothes because I'm like, I don't need all this stuff really. Yeah. And when you when you travel and you have a 40-litre backpack, mm-hmm. and like that is very minimal to be fair. Like I know a lot of people that didn't do it as light as I did, mm-hmm. but you just kind of get attached to those items. You're like, cool, I've got this one black shirt. Like this is the black shirt I wore traveling and it's got all holes in it. And, so, and mum's like, should you be wearing that? I'm like, I don't care, it's my favorite shirt. Um, and it's just like, like I remember when I was in Switzerland, I lost like the little like brown singlet that I had and I was crying, I was devastated. And it's not even an important singlet. I think it was like 10 bucks, this singlet. Like it's not even important. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, cause obviously you're so attached to your items cause that's all you've got. And I've come home and I've got all this stuff and I'm like, I don't need it. Like you just get so, I don't know, like minimalistic and you just feel grateful for everything. It's not like you don't even need stuff anymore. That's what yeah. I love about it. It's great. But um, packing lightly is the best thing you'll do because you'll buy stuff when you're out there. Oh my God, the amount of times when I was traveling, I was like, oh, I really like that skirt or I really like that dress. And I just, my backpack was too full. I was mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I can't. Or I, um, what I used to do actually, I did this a few times when I was staying in hostels, I'd meet other travelers and they'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sick of my clothes. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sick of my clothes. And we just trade clothes. 
love that so I remember in Croatia I gave this girl I was like I don't want these anymore I don't want, I gave her like five things and she was like oh my god she was having like a field day because she was so sick of all her clothes and she gave me a nice dress and she gave me some shorts and I was like this is great and I like I don't regret it usually I'd be like oh my god I don't want to lose any of my clothes and I would have just sent it home but mm. who cares what did you actually have in your backpack so I had so I it's a bit different if you travel in winter because yep. when my cousin and I traveled in winter we had a 65 liter because you need a lot more stuff you need thicker stuff yeah but in summer I traveled from so from the end of May until literally when I came home with the same bag mm-hmm. and I had like when you think about one pair of pants everything was summer clothes mm-hmm. one pair of pants one jumper that's mm-hmm. it and I, I actually packed a thermal top, didn't wear it once, yeah. just in case. Cause I was like, I don't know, like, I don't want to be like really cold somewhere. Yeah. And then I had three packing cubes. You always get the compressible packing cubes. Cause then it like squishes it down. I had like one little packing cube for undies, socks, keenies. And then I had a week's worth, a week's worth, mm-hmm. which I actually would say pack more underwear, like pack like 10, mm-hmm. because at least then if you can't do washing while you're backpacking, you're right because mm-hmm. you can at least last 10 days because mm-hmm. that's like one thing you don't want to rewear is your underwear like it's Sorry. really gross so I keep touching your foot <laughs> with my footsies um but yeah for the rest like I had one little pack for shirts and then one pack for pants dresses and the one jumper I had I shoved it in there and then I had two pairs of shoes that's it mm-hmm. I had runners um, yeah runners and my tevas mm-hmm. which are like sandaly things best company ever i love that i'm like sponsor me now Shout they out. don't sponsor anyone but <laughs> if i could have one that's like my dream sponsorship I'm like, that. um but i wore those every day in thailand and not a single blister you walk like thirty thousand steps nothing and you can wear them in the water mm-hmm. and they're also shower shoes that's why i like oh, them yeah so you can because a lot of people bring thongs or mm-hmm. flip-flops so if people who aren't australian um to wear in the shower because you don't want to get like athlete's foot or something in hostels it's a bit gross Mm -hmm. so tevas are really good because you can wear them for that as well and in europe sandy beaches are really rare so it'll be really rocky so it's nice to have water shoes so it's literally like an all-in-one shoe um i mean they're not the cutest vibe if you're going out clubbing but that's why i have my runs (laughs) have you been to india no, I was going to no. say, just that comment about the beaches. My dad, we went to India for his 50th. Yeah. Don't ask why. <laughs> was that his dream destination or something? No, like... we were supposed to go to Sri Lanka. Okay. Like that was his I dream really spot. Yeah. I was so excited to go there. Like I definitely want to do it again. We'll like go there one day. We didn't end up going. Yeah, but India. Um, so dad changed his mind. He wanted to go to India because okay. apparently he had all of these amazing things. He told us that everyone's been telling him that the beaches are like the Maldives. Okay. I was like, I don't think that that's <laughs> correct that the beaches are like the Maldives in India, okay. but whatever, I'm going to trust you. Apparently um, the people who were doing like our itinerary at Flight Center said similar, similar things. And okay. I remember every beach we went to, it was – it didn't look like a beach. It was just like rocks and we went in mon- monsoon. Yeah, he was so angry. But it was one of the funniest trips of our life. <laughs> like it was just a bit of a piss take holiday. And we, yeah, we had so much fun. It wasn't a holiday. It was more like a, an experience. Okay. And, but with your family. Yeah. So yeah, it was really fun. But that, that just reminded me about your comment about the beaches. Like, Oh, it would have been Devo. That's yeah. so <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do really want to go to India though. Did you like it? Like I did. I've. Fear, I, again, I didn't plan it. Dad yeah, did. So, so I would have done it differently. And I I did for the experience. Um, How old were you? Like it was be- last year. Oh, it was last yeah, year. last oh, year. Um, I thought you were talking about like when you were a kid. No, last year. We went, I think it was like 10 days. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, 
And I wish that I knew before going that India is quite like a spiritual place yeah. and people go there for mm. like um, healing yes, and yes. yoga and all mm. these different type of retreats. And I had no idea. Well, I feel like I did. I just didn't really like put two and two together or I feel like that's think your vibe, about it. Like I know. That. And yeah, going there and obviously like seeing the culture and they're all into that. And we diff- we went to like different mosques and explored yeah. different religions. And I just wish I knew a bit more about that. So like you said before, make sure you research, research. no matter where yeah. you're going because, yeah, it's going to save your butt. Yeah. And also you miss out on stuff. Yeah, well, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, literally. I like. I even remember we went to – me and my sister went to Thailand literally like a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we went to Chiang Mai and then there was these people talking about this ziplining experience, like the longest zipline in Thailand. And we, had, I was like, I'd never even heard of this. I'm pretty sure I've done that. What? Did Kim Kardashian do it? Maybe. The ziplining? I don't know. Probably. There's a video of it. And I remember when we did it, because I've been to Thailand as well when I was yeah. younger. And we did it. And I remember one of my cousins was standing there saying that Kim Kardashian has yeah. done this zipline. It was incredible. Yeah. If that's what okay, you're don't thinking. Tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was literally kicking myself because I booked us. So in Chiang Mai, there was so much to do. So yeah. I, we had like something on every day. And I was like, damn it. But it's fine. I just have to go back. But mm-hmm. just, just sometimes like people tell you stuff and you're just like, oh, I didn't even know that because you didn't like look into it before you went. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you can always go back. Yeah, exactly. And research, yeah. guys. That's yes. the research, main thing research. there. What has been your experience with volunteer work? Oh, yes. I'm glad we're talking about this. Um, <laughs> We've been yeah, speaking so, for 47 minutes too. Oh, my gosh. Jesus. <laughs> it goes quick, doesn't it? I know. It does go quick. <laughs> it's because there's so much to talk about. I know. Um, yeah, so I heard about volunteer exchanges like maybe May last year because mm-hmm. um, I met someone – who'd done one and yeah. she was like, yeah, it was really good. Like, da, 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 da. and I was like, cool, I'll look into it. But I was kind of just planning on backpacking and then returning to my job at the summer camp. I, I hadn't really thought it out, but I never ended up going back, which is, which is great. Yeah. Um, but basically through these companies like uh, well packers and work away, and then you can do like trusted house sitters or pairing where you volunteer time mm-hmm. and then you get this really freaking cool experience. And then you also get free accommodation and other perks most of the time. So I started apply. I realized how expensive Europe was. Again, mm-hmm. I, even though I backpacked the year before, I was like, shit, I forgot about this. <laughs> um, especially when you're alone, I think the costs add up a little bit more sometimes. Um, but basically I started applying for things and just putting the feelers out mm-hmm. and being like, cool, um, where could I stay for a long time? And then I found out that, um, this is actually relevant as well, that cause obviously Australians only have 90 days in the Schengen area, which is a, a, a zone in Europe where you get 90 days visa free, mm-hmm. but after that you need to like apply for a visa and you need it's like 90 days within a 180 day period or something and I was kind of nearly at the 90 I think I was at like 70 days or something so I was like shit like realistically I need to kind of get out of the Schengen area or work something out Mm -hmm. and then I met a girl who um, found out that Australians actually have a waiver with like 10 countries in Europe so places like Germany Italy the Netherlands Sweden Finland Belgium you can stay for an extra 90 days on top of the already 90 days. Wow. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go to Italy. 
because I can stay in Italy. So I contacted this family. It was actually the first person I ever contacted. Mm-hmm. And Through what website? Through Workaway. Workaway. But I'm actually using World Packers now. Mm-hmm. Just I'll explain the difference in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I contacted them through Workaway and she was like, you know, we just want someone to help them learn English. She had three kids. And I just like felt really connected to the family. And I was like, it actually made me like tear up. I was like, they just seem so lovely. And they messaged me back and were like, yep, yeah, we want you to start. We FaceTimed. I met the kids and they were like, yeah, we like her. Mm-hmm. And for the whole month of August, the whole month of September this year, I stayed with them. Yep. For free. For like all meals a day, like yeah. fully covered. No no fees, nothing. Mm-hmm. They even paid for my bus tickets to uh-huh. get into town. Because yeah. it was in Lake Como. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with no. Italy. So Milan, which is like in the north part, mm-hmm. uh, Lake Como is like an hour or like 40, 45 minutes train ride from there. And it is absolutely beautiful but they lived in a village about 30 minute bus ride um from there and it was incredible and my work consisted of playing with the kids and I, helping them with their english homework i know i saw on your tiktok that you were saying like what you do in a day working yeah. with the family i think this is the family but you said like sometimes like you cook breakfast or you'd feed the rabbits or yeah. something and i'm like and they were like oh you don't have to and i was like like it's literally fine yeah so like, was <laughs> that considered your work yeah like yeah. and it was really weird because Obviously, it's a difficult boundary to set like when you're working and when you're not working because mm-hmm. I only had to volunteer five hours a day and then mm-hmm. I got two days off. Mm-hmm. But they also took me on trips. So we went to... And they paid for it? Yeah, fully covered. Wow. And they were away um, during... Because August is obviously their holiday time. So it's like our January. Yeah. So they went to Thailand for two and a bit weeks. So I had the house to myself. Oh. And they were like, oh, like stay for free. So I went and did trips. So I went to Switzerland, I went to Cinque Terre, which is in Italy, and all these places while they were gone. And then they came back and they took me to the Italian Alps, which is on the border of France and Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life because you'd never be able to get there without a car. So Mm. it was like a really unique experience for me. I was like, oh my God. And I didn't really want to leave them, but Mm -hmm. I had a pre pre-booked trip with my best friends to go to Greece mm-hmm. so it was time it was time to move on when I left so I was there for two months but they've already said they're like if you ever want to come back stay come stay with us yeah and they're just beautiful beautiful family so I had I was very lucky because I had a, a really good first experience and I know some people who have au paired or have done volunteers that haven't had as good as an experience mm-hmm. um and I actually volunteered again I volunteered in Bulgaria which is a very random country everyone's like why did you pick that country <laughs> um but I just yeah can't really explain it I always kind of choose my next destination from like my intuition I just like I no I want to go there yeah I, I posted about it to, um yesterday actually because I booked my next trip I'm going to New, New Zealand, Zealand. I yeah I'm going to New yeah. Zealand in January <laughs> yeah long story but um I just kind of know I want to go that's like such a vague and like like who like he heart answer like doesn't really make sense but I really I want it. to go to Bulgaria and I volunteered in a school and again stayed for free they gave us we didn't get free food but they gave us a stipend so they gave us 30 lev which is their currency mm-hmm. um per week for like food and whatever which didn't cover it all but it was still like it would cover a lot mm. and they had a kitchen you got your own bathroom we had our own little room and it was so good and the people you meet when you're volunteering oh my god like you just because obviously when you're backpacking like as you said like everyone's a bit stressed about making friends and you know you're in a place for two days or three days and yes you meet good people and you make connections Mm -hmm. but when you're volunteering you're staying somewhere for a longer time so you really get to know people like the people the girls I volunteered with in Bulgaria like I like to think I could just rock up on their doorstep and they'd be like yep you can stay here and same as them if they came to Melbourne I'm like yep I will like look after you like yeah And they are just, I feel more connected with the people I volunteered with 
than a lot of people. Obviously, there's exceptions and I still made really amazing connections in hostels and whatever. But if you're worried about one, moving overseas, about budget, about meeting people, literally volunteering is the best thing you could do because you don't need a visa. Mm-hmm. You don't need like a lot of money because you it's it's so budget friendly. Like you literally don't have to pay for accommodation. You get experiences that in other circumstances you would have to pay for. Like there are things like, you know, I was looking when I first wanted to travel, you can do like turtle conservation in Costa Rica and all these places. And it's like three grand. Mm. Like you've got to pay to volunteer. Like you don't get, like, yes, it's an amazing experience. But I remember when I decided on the place in Bulgaria, my other option was a puppy, a puppy sanctuary. And I was like, like you, what in, what in other circumstances you would get to do that? Like literally play with puppies and that's your job. And you get to stay there for free. Like that is insane. Like that some is of insane. the some of the volunteering things there are, I'm like, that's not real. Like that like there was one that I was looking into doing next year. Um, and it's like a yoga sanctuary in Portugal. So you do it. Yeah, it's a yoga retreat. So you volunteer and you um, while you're there you get free yoga and meditation classes, free accommodation, and you get breakfast, lunch and dinner. And all you do is kind of like, please. yeah, literally, I'm please. like, please, I'm like, that. oh my God. And it's like, I think the max stay is two weeks for a reason. Cause they like to like have a lot of people come over, but I was like, yeah. that's two weeks. And where is that? It's in Portugal. Portugal. Yeah. Oh and god. Portugal is, oh my God, it's one of my favorite I'm going to message you about that. Yeah. So I'm going to like, I'll send you the link. So you, we can, would, you can apply, but I would it's, love to oh my that. God. Like I could not recommend it. This is what I would recommend instead of Kentucky. Okay. Like, because you make, well, obviously if you're a big drinker, it's a bit different. Like. You'd, you'd choose your location based on your interests. Like for mm-hmm. me, I love kids. I love like hiking. I love spiritual stuff. And Being like, in nature. So like, yeah. So the school for me was so in line with my goals because – and like my interests because in Bulgaria they have so many cool hikes and I did this hike called the Seven Lakes hike and it's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my freaking life. But if you were like, oh, my God, I really want to party, I want to – you can go work at a party hostel. Yeah. And you can be a, a, a party host. or something. Yeah, and yeah. then you could go to Budapest or Berlin or those places where techno is massive mm-hmm. and, you know, that would be your vibe and you'd still get the free accommodation perks and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. But instead of doing a Kentucky where you pay, you fork out all this money – you get to stay somewhere and you become a local. Like yeah. if you ask me to go around Lake Como now, I feel like I know my way around the whole place. Like it's so it's so weird because it feels like your little home. You've like left a little piece of yourself there. That could be your first group trip if you eventually yeah, do that. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just so it's so cool volunteering. Like I I wish I knew about it earlier. It's obviously never, obviously everything happens for a reason. But I would never have thought that either. No. To do that. And a lot of people don't know like when I say about it they're like Oh yeah, what was the difference between work Oh yeah, away work is, So I've done I've looked into both and I have I actually am like an affiliate with World Packers now, so mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a little bit biased, but yeah. um basically I'll leave your link in yeah. the description yeah get $10 <laughs> off with my code AV travels um, yeah self plug um, Same. but yeah we're basically saving money <laughs> bas- well they get $10 off so. <laughs> um, basically the way it works is work away is a little bit more unique experiences yeah. so like the stuff I did I know they only are on work away so you wouldn't actually get the stuff I did on world packers but world packers if you're a little bit scared about something going wrong or you're a little bit nervous about you know going for your first time you have actually like a contract so it's through the company and they're responsible if something goes wrong so there's a creator who i know and she had a really bad experience volunteering in athens Mm -hmm. so she volunteered this hostel and there was bed bugs there was and she was there for two days and she said i can't like she actually was like so upset and you know what it does happen that's the thing 
Um, but she called up the company. They were like, cool, get, get you out of there. They paid for her accommodation mm-hmm. while she was waiting to get another position. So they, it's, like it's kind of just that net. safety net. Yeah. And I think they're roughly the same price. Like I don't think, because basically you pay a month, a yearly subscription and then you get access to the whole thing. So you can just browse the website now. You don't need to pay. Yeah. But as soon as you want to apply for the positions, you pay the subscription. I think it's with my code for ten dollars off. It's thirty nine USD. So what's that in Australian? Like fifty bucks? Yeah. For a yeah, whole year of free travel. Like yeah. if I take a think about how many nights accommodation I had for free, like or you could be paying three grand for a volunteer. Yeah, I mean, if you gig. like, I mean, turtle conservation in Costa Rica sounds cool, but like it's three grand. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I would have got about in a like. Altogether, maybe three months free accommodation just wow. from volunteering. Yeah, because I stayed a month in Bulgaria and two months in Italy. Could be hundreds and thousands, thousands of, dollars of dollars for people. Well, if you say like forty euros a night for a hostel, that's like every ten days. That's like nearly a thousand bucks. Yeah, that adds up real quick. Like I'd, I'd hate to think how much money I would have. I definitely would not have travelled for as long as I did if I didn't do the volunteering. Um, People are going to really appreciate your knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) I am. I would never have thought of that. I think if I could go back, like, you know, obviously I know everything I know now, so it's it's different and I don't want anything to change, Mm -hmm. but I would not have got a UK working visa. I would have had the money I'd saved and I would have just hopped around Europe and just volunteered everywhere. Because when I was in... work. Through World Packers and Work Away. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because... You know, you can do little portions where you go stay in hostels and do backpacking for a couple of weeks. Then you stay somewhere for a month or you stay somewhere for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And you, I met, I've met people that just do that for a year. And that is so budget friendly. Like, it's insane. Because in Europe, accommodation is your biggest cost. It's not like Asia where you can kind of get away with stinging it and, you know, you're paying $15 Australian a night for accommodation for a really bougie hostel. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in Europe. So I think it's a really good one for Europe. Because I'm looking at backpacking Southeast Asia next year and I'll do some world packers anyway because it still saves you money, but the accommodation doesn't rack up as quick. Yeah. Like, it's like, cool. Maybe every 10 days you're only spending $100, not $1,000. Yeah. Yeah. So the volunteering is so good. And just it's just some of the stuff that I experienced, I would never experienced like, would have experienced that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Totally. Yeah. It's insane. Do you have any other tips like budgeting? budgeting um yeah definitely i think just be a bit stingy like i don't know like i think in terms of when you're saving before i'm always more stingy like at home i've spent like no money like today like we went to get a coffee beforehand and i was like it's five bucks mum. and she's like i'll pay and i was like, I was like no i didn't mean you pay i just like it's five bucks um but in europe i'm just like whatever but i think you need to be like cool i'm not eating out every night I'm not going to go drink every two days and like spend, because alcohol is expensive. It racks up, even in in Australia, it's so Mm. expensive. Uh, I don't need those new clothes. I don't need these things. And that all adds up. Like, do you need that? I don't need the bougie hotel. Yeah. Do Mm. you need that Netflix subscription? Like, do you really need it? Like, yes, you can have all that stuff and whatever, but the real truth of it is if you want all this stuff, you have to make sacrifices. Like, unless you're getting all this, I don't know where you're getting all this money from, but you know, I barely drank. And if I did, I'd get free drinks. I'm not going to lie. I'd be at like the hostel where like, they've got like a free drink thing. And I'd be like, yep, yeah, cool. I'm there. Yeah. Um, and that would be my night out. Cause I, I mean, I'm a lightweight anyway, so it's fine. But so um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, like, I'm not a massive drinker. Um, I'm thinking about just going sober altogether, but it, co- yeah, it just racks up like, so it makes you feel like shit. Honestly, I love the social side of it. Same. That's the that's only what, good thing why. about alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And then same with eating out. Like I think I met this the whole time I was in Croatia, which was for a month this mm-hmm. summer. I met this girl and she was just as stingy as me. It was great. So we like kind of <laughs> hung out for a few different destinations, and we were both like, we really should we should treat ourselves to a night out. And I remember we spent like fifteen euro on a pizza, and we were both like. but it's just like that's just kind of the traveler I am because I was like cool I'd rather eat bread and avocado and some prosciutto like on a on a sandwich Mm -hmm. every day for lunch and then cool I get to go and do this really cool experience once a week or I get to go on a boat tour like that's like my kind of where I'd rather put my money yeah and if you want to go and drink and eat out every night and go buy cool stuff absolutely fair but don't expect your funds to last Mm -hmm. So if you want to make it last, it's all the little costs. Like they all add up. So just just be careful with what you're spending your money on and track your spendings. Like you can use apps like there's an app called Travel Spend where you just put in your spendings and it tells you like based on how much budget you have, how much you need to be spending roughly per week, roughly per That's day. Handy. So then you can be like, shit, okay, tomorrow maybe I won't eat out. Or maybe I've, oh, I've got a bit extra budget this week. I can treat myself to a little restaurant trip or something like that. Um, and then also slow traveling so like obviously volunteering that's considered slow travel because you're you're staying somewhere for a longer period of time because transport in europe is quite expensive as much as there's budget airlines and whatever it is really expensive if you're moving somewhere every two days Hmm. so you're like cool all right two days another train another train another train and you can get things like eurail passes where it adds up and you know you do save a bit of money but if you're not doing that staying somewhere for a week and just basing yourself there and doing little trips and stuff it helps a lot Mm -hmm. because moving your stuff around one it's really draining and like exhausting for yourself and also it's just it adds up so quick the transport as well because transport again you're forking out sometimes 100 euro for a train yeah because trains are so expensive it's crazy because they're quicker than flights now yeah really yeah because you'll be because when you think about it you go get a budget flight for 70 pound or whatever hundred bucks australian and you know you got to get to the airport two hours before and then you know the flight's delayed because they're always delayed and then you get there and then you've got to get from the airport to the place you're looking at a whole day's worth of travel a train cool two hours you're there yeah no fuss no passport control none of that none of that it's great yeah highly recommend the trains and the buses utilize the trains and and a lot of people will stay in london or live there for the purpose of getting the train and going to different places the eurostar goes straight to paris and to amsterdam and that's so good so good that is one thing that i am so jealous about of europe the transport system is so good really it's um even in um the uk so where i was living if we were looking at like an equivalent in Australia, it's like the middle of nowhere. Like it's a small little village called Osmington. It's tiny. Mm-hmm. There's still a bus that, that stops right at the front of the summer camp and you can go into town for like three pound. Yeah, our transport and system sucks, like, doesn't it? <laughs> like in Warrigal, oh my God, you're not going to get the bus if you live in the middle of nowhere. Like no. if you lived at the back of Warrigal, like there is no bus. No, you ha- you'd have to get a into lift. town yeah. and then get the bus from yeah. Warrigal. Yeah, and then, like, even the train systems, like, there is only train stations in some towns, like, not everything. Like, I know, obviously, it's a bit different for me because I do live in the middle of nowhere, to be fair. (laughs) I don't live in Melbourne. But, um, like, the nearest bus stop is 20 minutes away. Like, you need a car here. You don't need a car in Europe. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to get around. Obviously, not to everywhere, but to most places. Yeah. Yeah. I think our last question, maybe, but... 
how has moving abroad affected your mental health and how have you stayed connected with friends and family? Yeah, this is a good question. I like this question. Obviously, because my background's in psych too, I love talking about like travel related to mental health. It's mm-hmm. great. But um, I think I did a post about this a few weeks ago about how much my mental health has improved. And obviously mental health is like, you know, it's a graph and it's going to go up and down. I'm not saying it's going to be up here the whole time. But the reason I think it's it's gotten better and I'm not saying I've ever been I've never been diagnosed with a mental illness. So I'm not chronically ill. I'm not on medication. I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. But um, when I've been overseas, you don't know anyone. So no one there's no expectations about who you are. So you can just make it up what you, can, you look like yep. what you say no one knows no one knows anything about you you know they didn't know yeah, you in high history, school yeah. when you went through that nerdy phase like yeah. they don't know about the awkward bangs phase they <laughs> don't know anything about you which is you can use that to advantage you be when you're traveling you're outdoors all the time so nature is like a healer 100 yeah. percent. Like, nature is medicine you're not working in a desk job like inside all the time and you're like shit I need to go out for my daily walk and mm-hmm. even sometimes in Melbourne like if you go for your walk are you really getting into nature probably not no and because you're not with your family and friends even though you stay connected with them as well every time like every ounce of time that you have is for yourself mm-hmm. so you actually like have the time to like work out what's going on without any pressure from anybody else like I love my family and I'm so lucky to have such an amazing like support system Mm -hmm. but the truth is you can't really work out who you are when you have all these opinions from everybody else and you know I used to be huge for it what do you think mum what do you think Katie my sister what do you think ask all my friends the truth is you know you're the only one that knows like how can you, you just want that how validation can you work that out yeah else, and yeah. I, I I mean I've fallen into the trap now that I'm back home and don't get me wrong I still ask my <laughs> no, mum for advice perfect. yeah obviously ask your mum for advice but I think that when you're alone and especially when you're solo traveling like so much stuff comes up that you're like shit I have to you can't do. ignore and it you anymore. can't ignore it you're like fuck sometimes I'm like fuck's sake I don't want to deal with this right now but like like there's only so much distraction you can have when you're alone like I think when I was traveling with my cousin even like you can hide behind other people and not deal with stuff but when you're alone you're like fuck why do I feel so lonely at this time and then you have to like think about like why do you feel that way and like why are you not okay with your own company and all this stuff comes up about trusting yourself and doing all these things and after a while it just kind of goes away yeah. And like, obviously everyone's solo journey is different. Um, but for me, the longer I solo traveled, the easier it was. And the more I was like, I don't want to travel with anyone else anymore. Like me and my sister went to Thailand together for three weeks. And at the end I was like, I don't want to travel with anyone else for a while. And I love my sister and we're great, but we're just not travel compatible. I'm like, nah, and sometimes. You, would you have thought you would get to that point before never. you ever? Absolutely never. Now I'm like, thinking next year I'm like oh because people have said to me oh I'm doing Asia too I want to go here I'm like I don't really want to Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to um but I think in terms of staying connected with family and stuff uh just like don't take for granted your phone like obviously um we are so lucky like I know I have aunties and stuff that backpacked when they were my age and it was just so different like mm. you have to use a payphone and call your family once a week make sure you're not you know nothing's happened or mm. whatever like now you've got apps like 
life 360 where like your family can see where you are at oh, all the time wow. so mum was like saying because i had a few situations where i was like oh i probably should have told someone where i was in this instance um but like even my sister like they have it where you can see when they go somewhere when they're driving and when they were last active on their phone and it's not even to be a creepy thing like it's you, just yeah it's just safe. like like i said to mum like when you're alone solo traveling it's a nice just to know that someone knows where you are. So if you were like unresponsive for multiple days, they could be like, shit, this is where she is. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's happened, but if that makes sense, just like a little I did that with my disability job when I first started and I was going out to houses and certain areas that I didn't feel comfortable with. I gave my boyfriend my location and was just like, if you don't hear from me in five hours, just just check my (laughs) location, please. And it's just like that. And you felt safe. Exactly what you said, knowing that someone else knows where you are. Literally. Yeah. I think that's really good. But um, what me and my mum did was I usually had like times of day that I'd specifically call her because she was on her way home from work. Yeah. So that was like our little thing. Like I'd chat to her on the car home from work and that's a really good way to, to stay consistent and I think because I was working at a summer camp it was all right because I wasn't like changing what I was doing every day so I had a little routine for a few months and then I'd, t- I'd send her a message and be like look I know I'm not going to be able to message you or call you guys this week just so you know I'm thinking of you or whatever I'll send mm-hmm. you a message every few days but it's just about staying in contact I think I think a lot of people get scared and I, I actually was a bit scared actually that like you kind of would disconnect from not it, not family so much but like friends. I was about to ask you that. Yeah, because I have – I've got my three really good friends. I have like re, three really close friends and when I saw them again it was like nothing changed. Mm, like – and the thing is I didn't talk every day. Like me and my friend Tegan, like we literally sometimes don't talk for like months and then I was like, shit, I should probably call her. Like, <laughs> like we're so bad. Like she doesn't respond to messages and I know she's bad with it. So she's me. Yeah, I she's so bad. I my friends like, and then, yeah, I forget. Literally, and I'm like, I have to message her. Like, I okay? mentally like, reply to people. Yeah, and, like, yeah, and then I've got other friends who I message every week and like we stay, like I know what's going on with their life and that's completely fine. Every friend's different. Mm-hmm. But I was a little bit stressed. I was like, fuck, what if I... I like don't keep them as my friends and you know what the truth is like if that was going to happen it was going to happen anyway so the fact that I'm still got those connections even though I was so far away just proves that it's like a really strong friendship and I think that if people like when you move overseas you kind of realize who your real friends are because there's people who cool I don't speak to them anymore and you know I'm okay with it like whatever don't care and I've had people who I wasn't even that close with before I left and they've messaged me and been like you know, I really want to reconnect. Like, I can't leave you back home. I want to see you. And I'm not saying that's from a place where they probably think I'm more interesting now. I don't know. But like, it's just, it's just interesting who kind of stays and who goes. And I don't think you should be worried. Like, because if people are really there for you, like, it's not going to matter about time. Do you know what I mean? You're also probably like really in alignment with yourself. And when that happens, you radiate and attract other people into your life for the right reasons. Because I was going to ask do you think like I know you were saying that your mental health improved when you were overseas and that was a result of like being in nature and being able to sit with yourself and exploring all these different things but like do you think it had a lot to do with alignment as well like you were aligned with truly what you were supposed to be doing at that time yeah yeah definitely no 100% and the people you meet traveling are just different kind of connections because I know like you said like you're scared you're not going to make friends mm. but the thing is every single person you meet traveling it doesn't matter who they are you have something in common already that is like the main thing why it's so easy to make friends because you all want to travel like even at home like I have friends that don't want to travel and that's completely cool like whatever it's like starting a new club like if you yeah. were to go so this is like the thing if you want to make friends go do things that you like to do on a regular basis yeah. that's what I've always said like cool I have netball friends I've got friends who I meet from different 
jobs and like whatever but when you're traveling you have a common interest so you already have something to talk about yeah do you know what i mean a hundred percent um so yes i was in alignment and the people i've met traveling are just amazing and i i have some friendships that like i feel like i'll never break if that makes sense and i have people all over the world as well which is good and bad but yeah it's definitely a lot different a lot different but yeah the alignment is probably a massive aspect of that 100 percent. how are you feeling now being home because I know a lot of people they travel and they can come home and have maybe the travel blues and yeah I was a bit scared of that yeah yeah I I don't know I it's only been um two weeks tomorrow Mm -hmm. uh so I feel like I'm in the little bubble at the moment I think ask me in a month okay (laughs) um but oh I won't be here in a month actually I'll be in New Zealand but uh, (laughs) um I I think um because I've been away from my family for so long I'm just really grateful to see them Mm -hmm. and I'm just enjoying spending time with my sister and like being in my family's daily life and catching up with people and I've been working at my old job as well yeah um and doing content stuff and all this stuff's come up so it's kind of like a little bit surreal at the moment but I understand why people would would get a bit yeah down about it and I I was really nervous about that I'm not gonna lie but again you're probably still in alignment like you're making content that you're passionate about you've already booked trips for next year like I think a lot of people might come home and they travel for different reasons that maybe you haven't traveled for like doing a Kentucky and getting pissed every night and then coming home going back to reality sitting in the office job that's fine if that's for you. But I know for me, yeah. I would really struggle, I think, if yeah. that was, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it also depends on your home life. Like, I'm very mm. lucky because I have somewhere to come back to. Mm-hmm. And I know there's people who, who obviously don't. don't feel safe to come home. And that's completely different. And I, I understand how privileged I am to yeah. have a loving family. And as much as it is difficult to live with my parents sometimes, I love them to bits and, like, wouldn't change it for the world. So I understand it's different for everyone. Uh, but it's it's so hard because when you're traveling, obviously you're having all these life changing experiences on a daily basis, and then you come home and you're like, you're on a constant high. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> oh shit, everyone's the same. <laughs> like, oh, nothing has changed. Like, like I'm like, cool. Oh, like, what happened? That? Oh, that's like funny yeah, like that. I'm like, cool. The people who are my sister's age, like, oh shit, you're all 18 now. But everyone else, like, cool. Like, I still work. Still doing the same thing. Go to netball. Yeah. Work. Like, I'm like, so, li- and like, I'm not saying that's bad. Like, everyone wants different things. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I was like, everything's going to be the same, obviously. Um, that's like me when I go back home. Yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with living in your no, hometown. Nothing. But like, for me, even though it's like completely different to your situation. No, still Living still in still Melbourne, like, I absolutely love it. And just going back home and I'm like what but it's because you're different yeah it has nothing to do with the environment yeah and I I was really scared as I was saying about owning my shit like I was scared I was gonna fall back into my old habits I know it's only been two weeks but I think at least you're aware of it though yeah and I think I think it's all right because I am I am different now so I don't think I think maybe ask me a year ago and I would have done it but the amount of growth that you go through when you travel it's just insane like you've inspired me I'm gonna do That's it. it. Go alone. I'm doing it. When I edit this if you episode, need, like, a pep talk. I'm just gonna be sitting there writing down everything that you've just said. <laughs> I will come to you for a pep talk, and I'm actually gonna look into that yoga retreat. Yeah. One thing that for me, I saw someone put up a TikTok, and it was you've probably seen it, but a girl went and worked at a ranch. 
Have oh my you God, seen in, those videos in, in like California or Canada yeah, or something? Yeah, no, I probably. I and there was about. something about that video and seeing it because I I used to be a horsey girl when I yeah, was younger. I don't do that. it anymore. <laughs> but there was just something about the video and envisioning myself working there for like a month or a few months, just being around horses in nature, doing something completely out of my comfort zone. Like I'm your typical white girl, but just like putting myself into a into a situation where I'm like would pretty much be. I'd be a cowgirl, yeah. honestly. Like, that's the vibe that they're giving. Yeah. It was just something about that that I really want to do. And I keep saying to myself, I really want to do it. I really want to do it. I feel like I've heard it. this about on one of your episodes. I really want yeah. to do it. I haven't done anything about it. I was actually looking yesterday just at <laughs> ranches in California. Well, you can go on a ranch in um, – I know someone who's volunteering at a ranch in Croatia right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I could probably message her, actually. Please. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I just yeah because i feel like ranch is like a very american term it's mm-hmm. like Ooh, but yeah that's cool yeah. no yeah. do it oh my god yeah. jesus if there's one sign go now i know seriously <laughs> stop it <laughs> we're gonna have to wrap up today's episode i yeah. appreciate your time and the energy that you've given us today i feel so inspired i know everyone else <laughs> listening is going to be inspired as well how long did it take you to actually get here like to drive here yeah like two and a bit hours Amy has come two and a half hours <laughs> to sit here and give us all of her knowledge and your time. So we thank you so no, much. Oh my I God, seriously thank you. appreciate Thanks for it. Letting me yab on. Of course. <laughs> I hope we stay connected now. Yeah, of course. I can't wait to keep watching your. I'm gonna help you plan your trip. Yeah, <laughs> I will be coming to you, and I yep. can't wait to keep watching your little yep. journey. And hopefully, you plan trips if that's what you're. I don't know. I was thinking about getting into it because I'm so yeah. good at – someone said it to me and I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I never thought about that. You also mentioned you would love to start a podcast one day. So Yeah. Oh, God, there's too many things I want to do. I also want to own a cafe. <laughs> that's not going to happen, is it, anytime soon? Don't say if this that. this travel bug keeps going. <laughs> I think you should do it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Where can we find you on your socials, please? Oh, yeah. Shit, I need to plug myself. Um, so <laughs> Flourish with Amy – and then that's on all my socials. I also have a website, mm-hmm. flourishwithamy.com. But um, if you want to email me, it's also in my Instagram bio. It's like flourish with Amy with two Ys because flourish with Amy was already taken. Mm-hmm. I know, at gmail.com. But yeah, um, I'm sure you'll put that in the episode. Yeah, all thing in, the, anyway. in the links. I'll tag yeah, you when but I put I, up all um, this. I just put heaps, heaps of inspo. So if you don't want to solo travel, don't follow my page because I'll make you do it. Exa- I was just about to say <laughs> no, but do it because I guarantee you yeah. she'll convince you yeah, to do it. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. I post honestly too much about it. No, Everyone's you don't. It's amazing. I love it. I just I ramble on it. about it. Me and Letitia talk now. about it all the time. I'm like, oh my God, did you see this? I'm like, ah, She's so stop. cute. She sends me a message every now and then. Like, she'll like comment and be like, oh, I this. know. Yeah, she, I told her that you were coming in and she was really excited. So yeah, she's going to love this. I hope everyone does travel this year because it's yeah. going to be 2024 when everyone's I mean, listening to this. Everyone was freaking, every Aussie was in Europe this year. So mm. I'm sure it'll be the same next year. So yeah. we'll see you all there yeah literally anyway thanks guys and remember nothing changes if nothing changes